If Reality Check Radio enriches your day and life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. The Accident Compensation Corporation, ACCNZ, has issued documentation to employees requiring them to support the transition of another employee. Refusal to use preferred pronouns is deemed as discrimination, bullying or harassment. What could possibly go wrong? The reason we know about this is we saw it on the familyfirst.org.nz website. Transitioning Gender at Work, a guide for Kaimahi and their leaders, it looks like an official ACC kind of heading. And Bob McCroskey from Family First is with me to tell us more about this, Bob. When did you become aware of what ACC are telling their employees to do now? Hi, Paul. Uh, well, we just got sent a copy of it and by uh, someone who shall remain nameless, but they were simply concerned about this document going around and they felt that simply it was uh, being coercive into how employees should respond, and they really hadn't had much input into it, and they were concerned. But the, but of course, the reason that they forward it to groups like us, as you know, is that um, they, they are scared to speak up in the workplace uh, because immediately their views are counted as discrimination, and suddenly the all-encompassing inclusivity and diversity is thrown in the rubbish bin and you're the bigot and the transphobe in the turf. Yeah, they uh, mentioned people managers. This is the the scourge of the modern HR department, really, isn't it? Mm. And, and, and probably just limited to that. <laughs> HR departments. I mean, I have a funny story on that one. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, somebody liked one of my posts on LinkedIn and it was simply about marriage, about Jacinda getting married and uh, getting married, and I simply said that you know it was a good thing because marriage is a p- important public good. Uh, he got hauled before HR because he was posting that, and so he was allowed to take a supporter. So I went down uh, to the meeting, and the two of us sat with HR lady and the manager, and it's always uh, the lady. Yeah, the HR lady, yeah, and she was not happy, and she basically said to him, uh, you know, why do you post this stuff? Just don't post this controversial stuff. Now, in a just a light bulb moment, I thought, I wonder what she's posting. And so I went and had a look at her yeah. social media, uh, and she was posting in support of the Green Party, posting that we should legalise cannabis, you know, vote yes for the cannabis referendum. And I simply pushed back and said, well, how come you're allowed to do this, but he's not allowed? It seems like you just dis- disagree with his views. Uh, and so it suddenly went quiet. And so what I what I realised that sometimes you just need to push back on this lunacy and HR people, it's it's um, it's a position that is just virtue signalling and wokeness and and you know embodied in one role. So well, they know that uh, they don't have a job unless they look like they're doing something. So I guess yeah. you've got to be a squeaky wheel. Um, mm. That uh, that example <laughs> you just gave, it, it stuns me that it doesn't occur to that person. That um, that they're denying one one person all their rights, but are quite happily to engage theirs, and it, it doesn't even cross their mind. Well, this is uh, one thing that I was thinking about in this whole debate, and that is that there is a special document just for dealing with people who have transitioned their gender, so to speak. But I, I'm just wondering: has ACC put out a document to support? 
people who have just uh, become Christian or maybe Muslim and a guide for Kaimahi and their leaders, uh, you know, have they put out a document for those who have just undergone a knee operation or perhaps had a stomach stapling and a guide for Kaimahi and their leaders about how to deal with employees in that situation. We seem to have lost all sight of uh, just, you know, working with employees and getting on with actually what we're employed to do. And it's all this uh, woke virtue signaling and ramming down. And I think, you know, as we get into this discussion, Paul will quickly see that uh, this is not guidelines. This is actually a ramming down of expectations of employees with warnings if you don't. Yeah. And the uh, the warnings, harassment, um, workplace, you know, abuse, bullying, that sort of stuff, those categories usually mean goodbye, see you later. You've lost your job. Well, and it's happening. Uh, we know of cases where it has actually happening and of course happened. And of course, the one that most of your um, listeners will know about is the teacher who was deregistered by the teaching council because he refused to use the preferred pronouns and name of a of a child that was supposedly transitioning to the opposite sex. Do we know how he's doing? Uh, he is now, yeah, I have made contact with him and I think he's um, mowing lawns and um, having probably a lot less stressful life. But I think the problem with that particular case was that, uh, well, firstly, he didn't get legal advice to start with because I think we could have really helped him yep. push back on this issue. So we're, we're watching out for other cases like this. But the, um, the second thing is it's just the chilling effect because, in effect, every teacher and now every employee is concern that if they don't affirm gender ideology, that they're going to be deemed to be bullying and discriminating uh, and, you know, uh, forget about your opinion. Basically, it's hate speech. The problematic clauses then in that document, do you want to go through some of them? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think uh, the the irony is that they say, they quote the Public Service Act, which talks about inclusivity. But then immediately they say, well, you uh, inclusivity means that you have to agree with us. And if you disagree with gender ideology, then you've got a problem. So immediately they contradict themselves. But, you know, they set out by saying, well, they're committed to working with transitioning employees um, and ensuring that everyone is supported throughout the process from start to end. Now, once again, I'm wondering if they're also committed with people who have discovered the Christian faith or the Muslim faith, um, you know, and whether they're going to support them through their discipleship. Um, <laughs> there's no document on that, I'm sure. I mean, this, this whole thing <laughs> of support, I mean, these are grown-up people. They're not babies. Yeah, I know. What, what do you mean support? Like, oh, it's going to be okay. Oh, you're doing mm. I mean, hand-wringing, this is pathetic. Well, uh, one of the one of the paragraphs says some transitioning employees have chosen to announce and to celebrate their transition at work by hosting a morning tea for their team. And one particularly creative employee made a themed board game that they played with their team. Oh, I mean, that, yeah, oh. that's the kind of uh, being dragged into that. I uh, know it's, it, it's and, you, and you can't look like you're not enjoying it. It's like yeah. um, not looking sad enough when you know the North Korean leader. <laughs> dies because people say, "Hey, you're not you're not grief stricken enough. There's something up here. You'd have to play." Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, and then um, I think probably the the disturbing bit gets into this. It says, "Quote: ACC expects our people to support an employee's choice to transition." 
So it's not just respect or, you know, uh, not bully or tease. It's support. Uh, and then it says names, pronouns, and employee, all employees should be addressed by their chosen name and chosen pronoun. And the examples they put is he, him, she, her, they, them. Uh, of course, it could be zee, zer, or... Well, there are hundreds of them now, aren't yes, there? Yes, yeah, exactly. So you've got to find out. Um, and the intentional and persistent refusal to respect uh, their gender identity, for example, not using their preferred pronouns, may constitute discrimination, bullying, or harassment. Yep, and, go. of course, that basically means you're going to have to find another job. And then it gets to change room and bathroom accessibility. ACC employees have access to the change room and toilet facilities corresponding to their gender. Okay, so you, if you're a woman and the guy comes in swinging the you-know-what, yep, yep. too bad. Yeah, well, too bad. And, I mean, that that was a concern of um, the person that I was speaking to is that for those – look, I, I, you go back to the original question, why did we separate toilets in the first place? Why is it that every single building and every single culture virtually – has a separate male and female toilet. Um, you know, it, it, it's just that privacy. In fact, funny story, um, Paul, during my during my um, sabbatical, I, uh, we went to a couple of uh, Premier League football games in the UK, and my, my two daughters came uh, as part of the family, and and we were just talking about the you know at half time basically the the female toilet has the line coming all the way out yeah. and the male toilet you know we're pretty quick we don't muck around yeah. no. and they just could not get their head around the fact that a whole lot of guys just stand looking at a wall uh, you know at the urinal well, what they, else would you do anyway i know they said what do you do dad i mean who where do you look what do you talk about and all that stuff and and you know that that's what cultures nothing. have done how about they nothing have, we get it over and done with as quickly as possible so the other yeah. guy can get in and we're, we're right. out of there. Yeah, it's not a meeting place. Um, oh, but, hi, how are you doing? Yeah. yeah, but, you know, we've we've made these separate toilets, and for some women it is a vulnerable place. They don't like the even the thought of a male possibly coming in, no matter most what. Women, say, Bob, most yeah. women, I'd say, Bob, most women, actually. Yeah. And, and uh, of course, if you're a victim of uh, sexual violence, then it's even more uh, concerning. I mean, we're not just talking about changing rooms, uh, uh, toilets. We're talking about changing rooms as yeah. well. All spaces pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's that concern. But but this was, the interesting thing was, so you can see that there's this coercion uh, on employees. But one thing I found really interesting is that they had a section called develop a list of people involved. Now, you would say to yourself, well, obviously it's the person who thinks they can change their gender, and it might be the person sitting next to them and their manager maybe. But they've got uh, under point two, quote, who are the ACC clients who may need to be engaged at some point during oh, the transition? Bring the clients in now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, I don't know what it is. Do you do you tell the client that they need to refer to their um, ACC um, manager as Zizur? You know, uh, I don't I don't know. And then just to finish it off, um, which I thought this was just interesting, it had a section on uh, Maori who are transgender. And it says Māori who are transgender and identify as male, female, or across the spectrum of genders have guaranteed rights that are supported and protected 
by Te o Waitangi and the Public Service Act. So I don't know. I thought that you know Pacific Islanders, uh, Asians, Europeans would would have those similar rights, but apparently there's there's uh, those special rights when you're changing your gender. So is that the missing article of the treaty? <laughs> the one that talks about gender. Yeah, I just, right. yeah. I mean, it just, and of course, they get into the definitions. They define gender, you know, sex as uh, what a person was assigned at birth. Uh, and gender. Why are they even going here? Did they not get the memo that the the, the 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 population of New Zealand has changed tack? They don't want any of this stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. And they voted in a government that they th- thought would, would start to bury this. And he, here they are still sort of riding, riding on with it. Well, probably they started this process about a year ago, and they've probably spent. I'd love. I might do an OIA on it. Actually, a million, a uh, hundred thousand dollars on some, uh, you know, working committees and uh, getting it all printed up and laid out. Um, you can imagine lots of taxpayer money on this, uh, and you know, it's it's basically going towards uh, maybe a handful of. Employees and like I say, where is the similar guidelines for staff who have gone through uh, some form of operation or you know who may be disabled and yeah. need to uh, be cared for in, in a different way? It it, it just is uh, yeah. It's it's woke virtue signalling, which unfortunately is infiltrating a lot of uh, government services. And in fact, if you look at the Pride Pledge and people who are supporting the the whole. Uh, LGBT um, pride events, etc. You will see a lot of government-funded organisations. Uh, I know yep. that, for example, I think it was AUT was a, a, a sponsor of the Big Gay Out. I think it was the Big Gay Out. It's not their role. Well, it's taxpayer money as well. Yeah, um, I've got nothing against. Any of this, people choose what they do in their life as mm. far as uh, I'm concerned. If they're not hurting anyone, I mean, there are moral principles you could argue, but if you're not hurting anyone, then really I'm not that interested. Um, good luck to you. Have a great life. Mm. But it's the struggle session nature of this where you're making people do things that um, to many are obviously irrational, really. We can get into that whole debate. Well, we won't now, but but we know it. And and it's that, that sort of, you know, compelling people to have certain speech, et cetera, just goes against everything. One thing that jumped out to me, and obviously they're talking about celebrating people if they're, you know, coming out and having their parties and celebrations, et cetera, but they also say that uh, people, managers and colleagues should, to the extent practical, practicable, not disclose information that may reveal an employee's gender or gender non-conforming presentation to others without the consent of the employee. Here's the thing. I've had, I've, I've been caught up in a case like this, and one day I will tell the story, and it's not very pretty, and and it was a not a nice thing. But if you don't tell the employees that people are in their midst, that could end very badly, very badly. That's a very irresponsible thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. First-hand experience. Yeah, and that that is uh, actually that, thanks for pointing that out. I missed that one um, to just mention that that yes, they they say that they you don't have to disclose anything about this without the consent of the employee. So, possible scenario is woman goes into a female changing room at ACC or or female toilets. Uh, male walks in, biological male who who. Uh, says that they're transitioning, 
but nobody knows. Nobody's been told because the employee does Complains. Doesn't, yeah, compl- yeah. And then before they know it, they're being frosted out. Yeah, the, the 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 woman would naturally make a complaint, and uh, and then suddenly they're the they're the ones at fault, and they're the they're the mean ones. I mean, like you say, Paul, it's respect toward, towards all employees, but I can guarantee that someone um, who who goes up at an altar call on Sunday and turns up at work on Monday, there's no policy document about how they should be respected, and you can't say nasty things about and them. Supported. And that, Supported. Yeah, supported, and they should be provided a free Bible at work. Or, you know, say, for example, someone over the weekend decides to join a political party. Is there specific ways of how you talk to them so that you don't offend them? Yeah. Uh, you know, once you, again, you just couldn't live life like yeah. that. Uh, I mean, I wonder impossible. if there's, you know, say, for example, if you decide that you're, you're going to have a uh, lesbian partner, I wonder if there's a policy document for how you treat um those people, there's just not. It's this. It's this ramming down, and like you say, I think it has reached a tipping point because people are tired of being told how to think. Uh, you know, most of us uh, just respect people for choices they make. I mean, I I am totally against and will forever campaign against this indoctrination towards our young children, vulnerable children. But for adults who believe and want to believe they can and want to change their sex, well, you know, that's that's their adult decision, isn't it? But yeah. to tell me... Well, well for many, I it's not it. an adult decision. It's it's like an no. adolescent decision. But yeah, yeah, in yeah this carried case. through. Yeah. yeah. All right, well... Um, that's mm. interesting to know. Let's see uh, what people have to say about that. Yeah. The other story, which uh, broke late last week, Auckland Council apologises as parents outraged after children exposed to graphic sex booklet at Newland Community Centre. I'm reading from the Herald, but I think RCR got the story before anyone, and we heard from uh, the mother of uh, one of those kids, Coral. She spoke to, uh, spoke to Marie Buskey uh, late last week. We played the interview with Coral Porter. Oh, and... Well <laughs> Where do you want to start on this one? Well, can we start with the irony? The irony is that, uh, I don't know if you got the article in front of you, but uh, at the start of the story, it says, warning, story contains sexual themes. Yes, I'm looking at that warning. Yep. Yeah, so they they give a warning, and, and we had the same thing uh, when – uh, that Into the River book, we kicked up a stink about the children's book, Into the River, that had foul language, the C word, uh, ex- explicit sexual acts, and it was given the Children's Book of the Year award. Uh, fortunately, it's all but disappeared. Uh, and when I went on Radio New Zealand and um, TV One Breakfast to talk about it, they explicitly said, do not quote from the book. <laughs> and this is Okay, the- <laughs> yeah, that tells you everything you need to know then. So body positive. Yeah, is I think the um, the publication here. Yeah, and it 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 was lying around. That's the term um, at a community centre. I think in New Lynn, yeah, where six year olds and under could um, easily access it. Yeah, and what, what were they was, thinking? What was interesting about the New Zealand Herald um, image is that they. The image that they show is actually fairly benign. Uh, if you look at the actual cover. Of the document, I don't encourage anybody to download it. Um, but uh, if you look at the cover, it's it's a lot w- way worse, and for kids to be exposed to that. The interesting thing is that, and and the the concern I raised is that the imaging um, is using 
basically Ken dolls, so Barbie and Ken, but it's yeah. Ken dolls. And, of course, that immediately relates to children. Uh, and, you know, so, gee, in the old days, we would have called that grooming uh, using kids' imaging uh, on a completely adult. It's creepy, document. isn't it? It's, it's creepy. creepy. It's, it's grooming and creepy. Uh, and and so some, you know, people at the Newland Community Centre obviously have no discernment around that. They should have been aware. But interestingly enough, if you read the New Zealand Herald article, the body positive spokesperson does all but defend the uh, the graphic nature of it and it being available and that apparently, you know, sex education isn't good enough. Um, I think any parent would not want this document anywhere near their child. Yeah, and um, okay, uh, HIV prevention—that's worthy. But um, I mean, there's an easier way to prevent HIV. I was going to say a little, a little booklet on, or maybe, yeah. Um, but uh, is it a huge problem? I, I haven't heard anyone, you know, like there's not like a um, an epidemic of HIV infections going on. Is there? It, it just seems like, um, um, given using the Ken dolls, the imagery, the availability, mm. it does have a grooming feel to it, i got to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, and um, one thing that was raised uh, is that um, by using Ken dolls, are they actually, I know, uh, breaching um, copyright? Because I remember a, a, a rural toilet block somewhere in New Zealand, they painted a Walt Disney character on the side of it just to brighten it up. <laughs> and uh, Walt Disney told them to pull it down. Get that off your loot. <laughs> Not a good look. Yeah, because they're obviously Ken dolls, even if they're, I don't know, computer generated, but, but they're supposed to look like Ken dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. so, so like for yeah. kids, for kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a con that, that's obviously a concern. And I think that connection of something that is very adult related, uh, reducing it to a, uh, you know, uh, with children's images, that connection is always a red flag. Yeah. The other thing, too, is um, in the interview, <clears> it's not, I think, don't think mentioned in the story, but in the interview that Marie Buskey did with uh, Cole, it was also that the first communication she had with the Department of the Council that had um, um, supported this was sort of putting it back on the parent like it was their fault they weren't supervising their children properly in these these spaces rather than it being their responsibility to think about who might be using the space and uh, making it age appropriate it, it, like the first the first um, call was to dump it back on the parent well I yeah I was pretty disappointed in news talk ZB because I heard them sort of referring to the mum as a Karen. Uh, and I actually text the um, the host with the image of the front page of the pamphlet and said, you're happy with this? Um, you know, do you think this is appropriate? Um, so I'm not sure whether they were just being devil's advocate or not. But look, uh, can I just say that uh, well done to Marie for getting Coral on. Um, can I just say to Coral Porter, thank you for speaking up. Um, you know, I really um, applaud you. And Paul, it's a reminder that, We've discussed two stories. One is the ACC booklet where someone has come to us and we've been able to make the issue known. And Coral has come to you guys and you've been able to make this issue known. So there's two stories that the mainstream media either knew about and ignored or uh, just didn't want to talk about. 
um, or didn't know. And so, you know, we're starting to break stories. You guys are starting to break stories. And that's a really important thing because we're raising uh, issues that would never have seen the light of day and that they've got away for too long putting this type of material out. So to your listeners, keep sending these tips through to Paul and Marie and to us, uh, <laughs> you know. Line. Yeah, yeah. Hip line. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Good to catch up with you again, Bob. Okay, Thanks Paul. for coming on. Okay. If Reality Check Radio enriches your day in life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and the dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. Mm-hmm.